Hi, I'm Dr. Rob, and this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. I've had several listeners ask me for my advice on how to find a good primary care physician. I'm a primary care physician, or a PCP, and I think one of the keys to getting good overall care is to have a long-standing relationship with a good primary care physician. But finding the right doctor can be hard. How do you know that they're good? How do you know you'll get along with them? To answer these questions, I first have to answer a more basic question. What exactly does a primary care physician do? Now, I'm going to make a change here. I'm not going to do my disclaimer. There's too many things up front, and some people have complained. So, if you really want to hear my disclaimer, it'll be at the end. Okay, back to the podcast. So, what are primary care physicians? Primary care doctors are referred to as generalists, meaning that they don't have a single area of care. This isn't entirely true, however, as there are three distinct types of PCPs that differ based on their focus. The first is pediatricians who generally see children up to age 18. The second is internists or internal medicine doctors who take over at age 18. And the third is family practice physicians who see all ages. It's the training that makes each of these doctors unique. The common denominator among all physicians is that they've completed four years of medical school. After medical school, doctors choose their field of interest within medicine and get more intense training. This training period is called residency. Residency is by far the most rigorous training doctors go through, especially in the first year, which is called the internship year. So first-year residents are referred to as interns. The joke about interns when I was training was that the main difference between a pile of dung and an intern was that people don't go out of their way to step on the pile of dung. Anyway, when medical students graduate, they go to the residency of their choice to be trained in their specialty. All three residencies of primary care last three years. A small group of primary care physicians don't think that three years of training is painful enough. They spend four years in prison, I mean residency, and come out eligible to become board certified in both internal medicine and pediatrics. It's called MedPeds, and it's totally nuts. That's why I chose it. Nearly all family practice residents go on to practice primary care in an office setting. Internal medicine and pediatric residents can go on and do a fellowship to become cardiologists, gastroenterologists, rheumatologists, and a bunch of other ologists. But a good portion of pediatric and a smaller percent of internal medicine residents go on to do primary care in an office. So why should someone go to a primary care physician instead of a bunch of specialists? Wouldn't it be better to see the different experts for each problem? Well, there are several reasons why it's really to your advantage to have a primary care physician. The first reason is one-stop shopping. Since they have the expertise in a wide range of diseases, you can see your primary care doctor for most problems. Today in my office, I took care of problems with a lung, heart, endocrine system, and urinary tract as well as issues related to infectious disease and assorted orthopedic issues. I handle a majority of these cases myself and pass it on only when people need the more in-depth care the subspecialist can give. It's much easier to get an appointment with a PCP than with a bunch of subspecialists, and the care you get for routine problems is basically the same. The second advantage of having a primary care physician is relationship. Since you see your PCP over a number of years, they get to know you, and you get to know them. When I see a person in my office with a problem, I put it in the perspective of the 5, 10, or 15 years I've taken care of them. I know the personality, the past illnesses, emotional traumas, 
and the amount of worry that most of my patients have. It's far easier for me to take care of people I know than it is to take care of someone I'm meeting for the first time. Let me add that taking care of many generations of the same family can give a very unique perspective on things. There are many instances where family dynamics plays a very large role in a person's medical care. It's a huge advantage to have one doctor who sees that big picture. The third advantage of primary care is coordination of care. When you see a surgeon or cardiologist or another subspecialist, they send a note to your PCP explaining what they did. The goal is to have one person who knows the big picture of things, and sometimes a PCP actually coordinates care between subspecialists. Without a PCP, patients themselves are left to be the ones coordinating that care. That could be nearly impossible for patients who have many complex problems. The fourth advantage of having a PCP is prevention. One of my main jobs as a PCP is to keep my patients out of the hospital and away from subspecialists. Subspecialists focus on disease. A cardiologist won't take care of you if you don't have heart problems, and a rheumatologist will quickly lose interest if you don't have joint or autoimmune problems. Primary care physicians, on the other hand, work to prevent disease and minimize the damage of any disease or illness. That is the main reason much of the talk about health care reform is focusing on promoting primary care as the goal is to prevent disease and hence to save money. And the final advantage of having primary care physician is trust. Having a PCP you trust is invaluable. It's kind of like having a good friend who is a doctor. If you're confused about what you hear from a specialist, you can go to your PCP and have them decode it for you. Since it is our main job to talk with patients in the exam room, it's appropriate to sit and ask questions. Answering questions and giving advice is a central part of primary care. And when you do need a subspecialist, the primary care physician should be able to refer you to the best one possible. I never send my patients to someone I wouldn't send a family member to. So what's my quick and dirty tip? Get a primary care physician you trust. If you do have a good PCP, take advantage of them. Use them to coordinate your care and clear up any confusion you have. You don't have to be alone as you navigate through our confusing healthcare system. Primary care physicians are there to make getting good care easier. So how do you find a good PCP? Sorry, you'll have to wait till my next podcast to find that one out. That's it for today's podcast. Thanks for listening. If you have questions you want answered, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or call area code 206-337-5895. You can also find me on Twitter at housecalldoc or on my Facebook page, which is called housecalldoctor. And please don't forget that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. And don't forget to visit my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Stay healthy.